The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hello, my name is Michelle Smith, and I've been listening to your show for over a year, and I have promised myself several times that I would call you guys and leave you a message, and your show, I think it was the Thursday show, uh, really sort of made me have a bit of a kick in my butt to do it. Uh, you see, I am disabled, and I live in Maine. I'm legally blind, and I have autism, and so after you guys warned me about that mayor in Maine, I made sure to use my uh, blindness jazz piano playing powers and my autism Rain Man computer hacking powers to get in contact with every other person with disabilities, because as everyone knows, we all know each other. And then we created, you know, a Crippletron, basically, and uh, we went over to his house and he took his butt. Thought you should know about that. Um, in case uh, you hear the news, you never heard it from me. Bye. Hey guys, it's Shooting Tribble from Holy Crap the Blogcast again. I'm listening to 253. There's some bitches complaining about all these school districts. You have two really incompatible religious factions, and all you're gonna do is have strife and non unity. Motherfucker! Do you really understand what the hell you're talking about? Wasn't it Russia? back in the Soviet bloc days where they wanted complete unity of thought and action for everybody. Everybody was the same. Everybody do their whole goddamn thing this way. You know what you need? You got two, you get more than that. Because if you've got more than just the two, then everybody has to learn how to compromise. You have two, that's not an opportunity for there to be all kinds of strife. It's an opportunity for learning, motherfucker. That's what a school is for. Glory, old motherfucker. Hi, it's Cecil and Tom. I thought you guys might get a kick out of this story. I called you before. I live in a tiny little town in rural Missouri. 37 churches, two bars. It's awful. Anyway, I work at the diner there and as a server. And uh, this lady, I'm serving her table, and she's talking to me, and we're having a nice time. And uh, I'm a closet atheist. I don't really tell. Well, I'm not closeted, but I don't tell my customers. <laughs> you know, I don't bring it up. Anyway, she starts crying in front of me, and she says, I look just like her daughter, and she's so upset, and I said, what's wrong with your daughter? And she goes, she's become an atheist, and she starts talking about, she's like, she listens to this kitchen guy, and, and all these things, and I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, just uh, trying my level best to keep a straight face, and uh, not tell her, so I'm just like, I gave her a hug, I'm like, it's okay, honey. <laughs> alright she'll come around because <laughs> I didn't want to destroy my tip so anyway I thought you guys might get a kick out of that story be advised that this show is not for children the faint of heart or the easily offended the explicit tag is there for a reason
Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 250-something. Four? Four, I think. Five? Four, it's four. Four, it's 254. Four. I knew that. I knew it all along, Cecil. I was just testing you. Did I pass the test, Tom? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't have... I don't have the teacher's uh, manual in front of me at the moment. This is definitely an episode. I'm willing to at least go that far. I'm missing, I'm missing the Cubs game. Well, the Cubs actually just won, I found out just now. Oh, Spoiler well, then, alert. How did you miss it? Cubs are in the, in the, what is it, the playoffs now? You know, it's funny as I saw today, and I don't know, I, I tried to do a little research on it. I wasn't sure if it was true or not, but it looked like people were saying that Back to the Future 2 – Marty McFly jumps out of the car, and there's the kids on the hoverboard, and then he looks up at this this billboard, and it says, congratulations to the world champion Cubs that won the World Series, and it was 2015 when he jumped out of the thing, and so maybe oh it's possible if the Cubs win the World Series, which is doubtful, they're a wildcard team, I doubt they will, but in any case... It's possible if that's true, and I don't. Again, I don't remember because I haven't watched the movie in years, and I'm only trusting screenshots, which can be photoshopped. Uh, that it's that the Cubs could win the World Series the same year that fucking Robert Zemeckis fucking or whatever <laughs> predicted years ago right? that he would. You know, it's it's funny because I was driving home from work and I called somebody that I work with and I had a question and. Uh, He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that thing we were going to do. I'm going to watch the Cubs game. And I was like, what? Wait, wait, what? Why? What's happening? What's going on here? And he's like, yeah, I didn't hear it's a big game. He's like, they've, you know, if they win, they get in the playoffs. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, so then, so then what happens then? He's like, well, then they got to win five more games. And I'm like, and then they're in the World Series. He's like, no, then they got to win another five games or something. Yeah, they actually have to. And win. then I'm like, and then they're in the World Series. He's like, no, then they got to win like seven games. He's like, I'm like, well, fucking call me when we're less than 20 games away <laughs> from winning something. That's what I can't fucking stand about baseball. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to get excited about something that's fucking, it's a month away from happening. Yeah, but the thing is, like, fucking the baseball season's 180-some games. Yeah, again, how am I supposed <laughs> to possibly get excited? about? I, I cannot understand baseball love. I can't get it. Okay. It's just okay. Of all, and I can and I can kind of get there with a few of the other sports because, you know, they're sort of running around and there's this vague sense of excitement that I can understand. I, I don't baseball to me is just like it's a place to go buy hot dogs. I don't understand the appeal of it. I do not all. watch baseball all year. I don't watch any baseball. But if 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 a Chicago team is in the playoffs, I will watch the playoffs. If the World Series is on. I will watch the World Series, but I won't watch anything else other than that. And is it exciting when you watch it? Or are you like, yes, I am tuned into this? I'm interested. I don't I mean I don't know that it's like I'm not on the edge of my seat. When when the when the Sox were in, I was interested. Sure. Okay. But I'm not on yeah, the edge of my enough. seat. I mean, I'm not criticizing yeah. it. Don't get me no, wrong. I don't give a fuck. It's you can't just... criticize. You cannot criticize my fucking TV viewing habits. Dude. I can too. It's impossible. Don't it's like, tell fucking, me what I can. And I can can't watch criticize, the Kardashians sir. if I want. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Fucking whatever. End this show. She's got a big ass, this... bro. 
<laughs> I will only I will I will only accept the continuation of our friendship with you watching Kardashians muted. If that's <laughs> In the name of Jesus we speak that. This story's fucking uh, kind of in line with our prior comments regarding uh, the sporting season we are currently in. (laughs) (laughs) It's from the New York Post. Uh, Priest pointed a musket musket. at eight-year-old over Giants-Cowboys rivalry. What kind of musket was it, though? It was a Civil War era musket. I think that's important. Because suddenly that matters. No, I mean, I think basically if you have a a, a Civil War musket, I mean, all you need is a saw and a tourniquet, and you're basically immune to anything that happens to you. (laughs) So you'd be fine. It's all good. I I read this story, and I couldn't get over the musket. Yeah, me either. The whole thing, it's like, who has a musket? (laughs) Civil War enthusiasts, I guess. (laughs) Why do you have a ye olde musket? What were you doing with that? Yeah. And the thing is, like, the musket that he pointed, according to the story, the musket that he pointed at him was loaded. Yeah. But think about that. Yeah. That's not an inconsiderable task. Hang on a minute. You like the Giants? Let me get out my powder, pour it down, and tamp it in. And Meanwhile, the eight-year-old's like, what are you doing? Well, hang on. I gotta, It takes me, like, 20 minutes to point this thing at you. I'm not sure that... Uh, this is a better way for ki- priests to give their the kids their mini balls. I don't think that this is a <laughs> or their ramrod. I guess for that matter, you know, it's one of those moments. It's a different way to get a charge in the rectory, <laughs> you know. It certainly <laughs> is. It certainly is. Yeah. Why would you? I guess you would just have to have it loaded because if not, I mean, it's not for burglaries unless it's already right. loaded. Because you, you got to like have the guy stop. Right. Hang on a minute. I'm, I need a. I need a moment for this one. While you wake, I can order you Jimmy John's. Do you want to wait a few minutes? You know, I I I was surprised when I read this too because it's 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 not the only time that uh, some priest was packing the musket uh, back it's there. True. But it's true at the rectory. Previously, it's been a euphemism. It's yeah. right. So, but now it's yeah. So I, I think yeah. actually, all things considered, alone with a priest, this is probably your best case outcome. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. What uh, this is? You walk away without with a leg that's gimpy right. for the rest of your the, life. The eight year old walks out with a fucking ball through his fucking leg, and he's like, "Well, at least it was the leg." <laughs> well, you know, the, the good thing is, is that when he leaves with the ball through his leg, he writes really, really eloquent letters. <laughs> To his family, <laughs> right? You know, and he can he can take pictures of himself and pan <laughs> over them in slow motion. <laughs> Someone can read his letter and like he can get Sam. What is that? Sam Elliott to right. read his letter to his mom, dearest you know? mother. Beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> they say war is hell, <laughs> but they've never been to Saint Mary's. When the Giants were playing. Oh, God. It's so awesome, too, because the Giants still lost, even though he pointed that fucking thing at him. So it's like... Uh, 
And you're so. So not only does he have to spend the night in the fucking popo, but he's also fucking your team right? lost too, bro. Get out. And you're like, did, so did uh, we at least win when I threatened yeah. the fucking second grader with a ye uh, oldies weapon? Did God award us a win? No, sorry. Eli Manning fucking choked again, bro. Such a weird thing to do, man. That's such a weird thing to do. To I leave an eight year old with a priest. What a weird thing to do. <laughs> All right, we're done. You think the language in the Second Amendment is clear enough? You know, about the right to bear arms? Of course it's clear. Every American has the right to hang a pair of bear arms on their wall. How could that possibly be misconstrued? All right, fantastic then. Wait, you know what? Before we send this to the printer, let's take that abortion thing out. So you got a bunch of stories that all kind of interrelate to one another. The first one comes from the Washington Post. Christians serious about their faith should consider getting guns, Lieutenant Governor says. American uh, Tennessee Lieutenant Governor Ron Ramsey. That's a porn name. Right? Porn name. Ron Ramsey? Porn name. God damn. You actually you can't come up with a more pornalicious name than this. That's amazing. He says, uh, fellow Christians who are serious about their faith, think about getting a handgun permit. Why uh, Why exactly does he want these people to do that? Uh, well, because whether the perpetrators, he, he's talking about the mass shootings, and he says whether the perpetrators are motivated by aggressive secularism. Yeah. Well, that's none of them. Jihadist extremism or racial supremacy. Their targets remain the same. Christians and defenders of the West. No, their targets remain the same. Students. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about mass shootings, the targets are typically families and students. The mass shootings, I think, are defined by three or more people. That's oftentimes families. Like, someone will come home and fucking shoot their whole family and then themselves. It's a mass shooting. It's not fucking, you know, they're not, it's not Christians. The dude who shot up the church, shot up the church because he was a fucking white supremacist dickwad, right? Had nothing to do with the fact that it was a church. Just That's where the black people that he wanted to kill were gathered. No one's coming gunning for the Christians. I, I have a theory as to why they're going after the, the, the schools. And it's not because they're easy targets. Um, I think the reason why they go after the, the schools is because it's the thing that they can do to cause the most outrage you know what i mean like the amount of outrage that you can get after going after a school of like innocent children if if they shot up a nursing home you know first of all it'd probably be easier you know they don't run so fast shut up <laughs> oh, god <laughs> so like I, I think there's something to that i think that there's a like there's an outrage to the idea of killing you yeah that doesn't exist, yeah, for, you know, sure. like there's something there's something just in, we just know it. We just know it intrinsically that like killing youth feels different than killing, you know, like I said, like killing a nursing home. You know, it, it, don't get me wrong. That would be an awful, deplorable act. I'm by no means condoning sure, shooting but, up nursing homes. Yeah. But there there is there's you can feel the difference. You, you, you can intuit the difference between that and shooting up a kindergarten classroom. You know, you just you just, you can intuit that there's a there's a there's a difference there, in terms of of the uh, outrage generation that's going to take place. Plus, you have to if you're going to do the, one of these mass shootings, I mean, you got to go someplace where people are gathered in mass. Yeah. 
And if you're a young, angry male, what's the first place you think of? Because that's who's doing these well, things, and, right? And they're doing them at the places, a lot of times they're doing it at the places that they live or they go. You know what I mean? Like right. this, this kid is like a student here or something. So he right. does this. Well, I, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Or my mom fucking teaches there or whatever and I go there sure. and I shoot those people up. Or the fucking guy who shot up the army barracks or whatever. Fucking that's where he lived or whatever and went over and shot the Fort Hood or whatever it was that he shot up. Right. And there's exceptions because there's that dude who showed up to that Amish schoolhouse and fucking killed a bunch of Amish kids. Remember that a while yeah, back? Yeah, vaguely. There's that so was, many uh, school shootings, Tom. I just forget. I'm just like, hard whatever. To keep track I don't of remember. Them you know, whatever. Well, you know, I mean, the the, the thing to do would be to uh, just add more guns into the system. I think part of the problem is that our our students aren't armed. Sure. You know, we're disarming our students. Disarming the students, them yeah. Like lambs to the slaughter. Also, I think after the tardy bell goes off that... Every room should be booby trapped. So, like, when you walk into the room after the bell goes off, you just die. So, if you're late, that's your fucking own problem. But right. nobody can enter the room. It's like got a claymore mine or something on the they door. Just, so they just, just blows your shit right up. They just pump the halls with sarin gas. Yeah. So, if you try to go through the hall, it's you're just fucking fucked. destroyed. You get. You got to go up to your teacher and ask him for a bathroom pass and a gas right. mask in order to go. You know, if it, it's it's evident, I think, um, that if we only had armed security in our schools, that these mass shootings wouldn't occur. Like Columbine, where there was armed security at the school and the shooting yeah, still or, occurred. Sure. Or like where that guy, the army guy shot. People. Right. You're just like, well, that's like an army base, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's like like of all the places they could be prepared. That seems the most likely. <laughs> and like. The Oregon gunman, like, there, there's all these rumors that the Oregon gunman, you know, went around specifically killing Christians, but it's fucking apocryphal. Yeah, they, they're saying, I mean, there's a bunch of people, like, reporting, but I mean, I, I'm trying to find it. I tried to track it down. I couldn't find yeah, it. it. It's it's seriously just apocryphal. It doesn't appear to have any, like, any merit behind the claim. I have not found anything that substantiates it. What it does, though, is it plays into this persecution complex and the persecution complex allows them to, you know, continue their fucking fetishization of arming everybody. You know, this this incredible love of the firearm that America has that we're so afraid to give up. And and it's, you know, Ben Carson. There's another story that came out this week that I think, um, you know, dovetails with this fucking Ben Carson um, said that bodies with bullet holes are preferable to gun control. He said, there is no doubt that this senseless violence is breathtaking, but I never saw a body with bullet holes that was more devastating than taking the right to arm ourselves away. And I thought, well, that's because you've never had to look at someone you loved full of bullet holes. It's always sure. been a third party problem to you. But tell that to the tell that to the people on the west side of Chicago who live with this kind of violence every day. Because like we talked about Cecil earlier, that's the real issue. Like the mass shootings are an inconsequential statistic drop in the bucket. There are nothing, nothing compared to the normal gun violence that we have. And you look at places in Chicago that people live where the, the number like my area where I live the average deaths per 100,000 is pretty normal for the United States. It's like, I want to say it's in the fours, right? Which is normal for the United States. It might be a little higher, like 4.7 instead of 4.4, let's say. But in some parts of Chicago, it's as high as 20, 30, 40. 
And that's like fucking that's third insane, world country man. shit. And for some people in the in the city, some people that grow up in the city, their chances of dying be, just be, by who they're related to or who they live by, right. you know, that certain areas they live in, they're hundreds of times more likely to be shot than I am. And it's not, and it's not the amount of guns that you give people there because you could airdrop guns onto the west side like you wouldn't believe. Last like two weeks ago, there's a woman. Either she was outside her house or in her house, I forget. She's this woman. She had a fucking, she's pregnant. She had a fucking two-year-old in her arm. Two-year-old gets shot, and then she gets shot. Now, what the fuck would a gun do in that situation? What if the two-year-old was armed? Right. Would, I don't even know who you arm in that well, situation. Arm them all. Arm the fetus. Arm whoever arm you all. want. A drive-by shooting is not something that you can stop. And the thing is, is we have this narrative in this country that we're going to... And we have this narrative all over the world because we got a fucking message from Australia this week that's, that somebody was totally totes guns and thought guns were amazing. You know, the thing is, is like, we have this narrative that it's like, oh, guns will stop the crime. The crime is a thing that where it's it's person-on-person crime, it's bad-person-on-good-person crime, it's it's have-nots on have crime, and so the bad people who try to take from the good people will be killed. The bad people who try to carjack good people will be killed. The bad people who try to have home invasions against ki- like uh, the, the good people will be killed. The bad people that try to mug the good people will be killed as long as we arm all those people. Well, what happens when you ha- arm everybody in your in your area and they happens to be a giant black market for drugs and they're fighting over the same territory? What happens in that scenario when all those people are armed? What do we do? Well, n- guns don't solve that problem. Guns exacerbate that problem. Well, yeah, but we don't think it. I mean, let's be really blunt. In America, we don't think that matters. Because we don't think that poor and brown people matter the same way that it matters if, you know, some pretty white girl gets shot. We don't care as much because these people get shot on a, a, a frightening basis. A, a numerically, it, being a, a, an African, a young African-American male on the west side or south side of Chicago, I mean, your, your likelihood of getting shot is orders of magnitude higher. Than it would be if you were, you know, some white kid living in Highland Park, right? Yeah. I mean, it's orders of magnitude higher. We don't. We just have collectively, as a as a nation, we've decided that that's not the story we want to tell, right? Even though that that story accounts for more deaths than the stories of the carjacking victim or the stories of the mass shooting victim, where you can sort of imagine this good guy bad guy scenario. Right. Where, you know, there is a criminal who breaks into your house in the middle of the night and you have to defend your family. And there's a, you know, gunfight in the hallway and, you know, you saved your wife and kids from being attacked. And, and, you know, this shit does not happen very often. These are statistically this is not this is not the truth of gun violence in America. Mass shootings aren't the truth of gun violence in America. The truth of gun violence in America plays out, you know, in the. In in the west side and south side of Chicago is a great example, you know, where people are vying for territory and they're settling disputes with violence. And and we somehow have just decided that we don't care. And I hear all the time, too, like, you know, the President Obama said, you know, that states that passed 
stricter gun control laws have less gun violence deaths. And one of the counter arguments I was reading, you know, is this true or false? One of the counter arguments of that was, well, yeah, I mean, but that takes into account accidental deaths and suicides as if that somehow mitigates the truth of that statement. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at 2011 stats here from uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Firearm suicides was 21,000 in 2000. That's Tom. That's six point six point seven per hundred thousand. That's worse than the murder rate in the United yeah, States. Well, suicide's a problem we don't want to talk about in this country. Suicide is, you know, I don't know anyone that's been murdered, but I know three people that have committed suicide. It's the it's over half the suicides in 2011 were were committed with firearms, and yeah, firearm suicides are easy. You know what I mean? Like fucking, that's one calorie of energy to kill yourself. Right. And there's no there's no moment where you can. Reverse your decision at the last minute. It's there. There's there is a problem with firearms where they lead to you can make a decision that is too final too quickly with firearms. With guns, you can you know if you've got a, if you're having if you're having a significant episode in your life and you have a gun in your home and you can make a decision. That decision can be so final so fast and and. There is a problem with having access to that kind of lethality on such a casual basis. And let's not be dishonest about how casual access to lethality is here in the United States. It's incredibly casual. It is not hard to go buy a gun. There's no barrier to entry when it comes to getting a gun. Illinois, it's ridiculous how easy you can get a gun. I mean, all you have to do is answer a fucking questionnaire that says you're not fucking crazy. But Cecil, Illinois has – they say we have one of the strictest gun – control it's pathetic states it's pathetic i answered a questionnaire and they did a background check on me that's it right but if but when i bought a gun from you i didn't have to do shit no you know i mean i bought a shotgun from you you can't get shells in in our country in our uh, shells you can't get any kind of ammo whatsoever in our state without a foid card that's true and the only thing you can get with a foid but uh, tom i could drive over the state line and get as much fucking ammunition as i want in the end right Yep. As much as I want without a Foyd card, as much as I fucking, I could fucking fill my goddamn car up with shotgun shells. Yep. Or whatever it is. And we do it all the time when we go shooting just because it's convenient. Right. We have our Foyd cards. We could go anywhere we want. It's just convenient to stop in in Indiana when we're going to Michigan. It's on the way. Right. Right. But we don't ever have to show them anything. I always pull my wallet out thinking I'm going to show my ID or something. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Like, whatever. You want fucking some juicy fruit with that, too? <laughs> right. They don't give a shit. Well, you it's know, not even locked up behind cabinets, no. either. You, you could shoplift it. And, you know, the thing is, is like, I think one of the things that, that you said we were talking, like, last time about guns was really, really poignant and really, really on point and something that a lot of people just don't get and just completely disregard. And it's the fact that the violence is a given. That the violence is always a given in all these scenarios. That there's gonna be criminals and they're gonna have these guns and they're gonna shoot you. And then I look over and I look overseas and I look at all these countries with very little crime, very little gun violence, very little murders, you know, and you're like, well, why is it a given for us? Why is it, why is it a given for us and not for anyone else? And I know that there's systemic problems. Don't get me wrong. It's not that there's one thing that you can do and you could erase all violence in this country. It's not gonna happen. 
You know, you can't just flip one switch, flip one toggle, and you change the whole set, uh, scope of how this, there's, there's violence in this country. There's violence is embedded in a ton of different systems. Those are economic systems and, you know, equality systems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, I, I can't, you know, you can't just flip one switch. But we look at how other people are doing it, and they can do it. So how do we do it? We have to get ourselves closer to that and stop pretending that throwing more more guns into the situation is the fucking solution. Like this inevitability, this fatalistic inevitability of crime. You, you hear people say, well, you know, if, if they couldn't get access, if they were intent on doing harm and they were going to do harm and they couldn't get access to a gun, they would just, you know, they could home make a bomb. And it's like, yeah, but you got to you got to consider how much opportunity always plays into crime. Having the having the ability to just go out and get that gun and there's no barrier to entry for you or a very limited barrier of entry for you versus, you know, making a homemade bomb and transporting it and planting it and detonating it and all that. That's why no one's using bombs, man. Or very few people are using bombs. It's, it, there's, there, you know, if they sold bombs at the fucking local bomb store, I think we would see them more frequently. And that's bullshit, too, because you're just like, okay, well, then you're basically saying that it's easier to shoot people than to fucking blow them up. Because yeah, that's so what you're saying. Yeah, so make it easier for them to shoot people. Yeah, right? that's what that's, you're saying, right? Is like right. Because, because the thing is, is if they fucking wanted a bomb, you could fucking hollow out a lot of shells right now and make yourself a ton of gunpowder bombs. Or you can get, you know, bombs, if they could make a bomb later, they could certainly make a better bomb now. Why the yeah, fuck don't right. they do it? Why do they go to guns then? Well, because it's fucking easier. That's why. Right. It's fucking right. easier. Just give me my gun. Sorry, the law requires a five-day waiting period. We've got to run a background check. Five days? But I'm mad now. Yeah. I'd kill you if I had my gun. Yeah, well, you don't. Well, Michael Savage had some things about the UCC shooters, Cecil. Oh, you yeah. should play Michael Savage. Michael Savage. Ranting and raving. Very simple question. Do you support or oppose Russia's airstrikes today? Now, please don't call me and tell me he's not, that they're not attacking ISIS, they're attacking Syrian rebels. We covered that baby talk yesterday. Well, let's move the dialogue a little past what we all know is true. And by the way, at the same time, right on schedule, sorry I can't notice it, there's a shooting at an Oregon community college, 10 dead, right on schedule. I'm sorry, uh, I'm not generally given to conspiracy theories. Wait, what? You are a conspiracy theorist. You're not generally given to them. You propagate them en masse. This, that's like his fucking bread and butter. I'm not normally a conspiracy theorist, just on days ending and why. But it seems to be a very convenient way to get Obama's abject, disastrous failures as a foreign policy moron off the headlines. Now we're all focused on the deaths at a community college. I didn't say that it was orchestrated by the government, but I'm starting to wonder. How do these things happen so conveniently for a failure like this? Where is Obama? What fundraiser is he at? Where is, the, where is he hiding? Well, he's not at the community college. Well, I, I also wonder, too, how do you convince people to kill themselves for your cause? How it's do you, a, that's a how tough do you sell. Do that? How, do you, how do you do that? How do you get nine? I mean, you don't have to convince the people in the community college, right? You don't have to convince them to kill themselves. They're not. They're just going to the die. Shooter, they're just. Right. They're just collateral damage in Obama's mastermind plan, right? So let's just forget them. You're not convincing them. You're just killing them. And then Obama will call them later after he's ordered them dead, right? It's not a big deal. 
He's only got to take 10 or 15 minutes out of his schedule to shake the hand of a grieving widow or a mother. Sure, no big right. deal, right? And as a man and, with, with no heart and no humanity, absolutely. he has no issue doing it. And but. the thing is, is he doesn't, he can even expense the flowers through the White House. Oh, so again, easy. not a big deal. Not easy. a big deal. And travel out there, Air Force One, he's got fucking the beast that he gets to drive in. He's always covered around with all these people. <laughs> All that stuff's paid for by the U.S. government. So, again, nothing out of Obama's pocket for him to orchestrate this whole thing. So Hardly even an inconvenience. Absolutely not. You know, he has to reschedule, like, one meeting on Syria. Big deal, <laughs> you know. But how do you convince the guy to kill himself? How do you convince a guy to go into a place and kill himself? That's what I never got with the fucking... Uh, the 9-11 stuff either. It's like, how the fuck did you convince those people to kill themselves again? Yeah, right. I mean, we know how we know how it makes sense if you are a uh, you know a, a, an Islamic radical, right? Sure, that makes sense. There's a whole mythology around it. Yeah, but yeah, not only do you have to find somebody who's willing to believe your political ideology so much that they will murder a dozen people. But then they're also willing to end their own life so as to not even reap the reward of the political fallout. It, see, it makes sense for if there's a religious motivation, because when you die, the thing you did here gets you to the next plane of existence or whatever fucking magical thinking bullshit that, you, you know, you've wrapped yourself in. But to die for to like commit murder and die for political reasons in this way, you know, I know people obviously do this all the time. They die for political reasons all the time, I'm not pretending they don't. But to do it in this very specific way, where you're like the only one doing it and you won't reap the reward, and all you've done is furthered somebody's career. You didn't, you know, you're not like defending the fucking Alamo. <laughs> Yeah. What what good would that do? Like, I believe in your career so much that I will fucking become a mass murderer and then kill myself. I don't I mean, unless they somehow fake the guy's death or something like, I mean, I like all this and then like, OK, so let's say let's say that instead of the guy dying, you have to convince all the police officers who apprehend him to somehow fake his death. Right. Yeah. But now <laughs> you've got way too many people in the conspiracy. How do you convince these police officers you know, largely a conservative group of people to somehow be on your side here. You know, like the more people you get involved, the worse it's going to be for you in your conspiracy. So the conspiracy might work if you could somehow convince people to kill themselves, which is a weird, I have no idea how that even works, but let alone the fact that you're going to, you know, if that's not the case, if you're going to somehow orchestrate this whole thing and make it so it seems like he's dead, but you killed actual people, I, I don't know. I mean, well, I don't know. Not, There's so many different ways that you could make this conspiracy up, and none of them work. None of them make any sense. Well, and none of them make any sense, especially as a distraction from the problems in Syria, because problems in Syria don't go away just because, like, we're not paying attention on a Thursday. It's like, you yeah, I'm fucking, I'll pay attention on Saturday again. Right. And, you know, the, I guess there's another group of people out there that are now talking that they did this with Sandy Hook, and then they, they're doing it now again, and, and they keep on going back to similarly dressed people crying. Right. Yeah, Rick Wiles has some fucking jib-jab. Uh, several members of the True News team and I were talking this morning in the office about the mysterious appearance of similar-looking persons at the scenes of recent mass shootings. Hmm, could they be the same people? 
Could they be paid crisis actors and actresses? Could they be reptiles in human masks? They could be. That's probably <laughs> the closest thing to the truth that we've got, Tom. No, seriously. Like, fucking, are we seriously thinking that these people are the same? Because I saw pictures of three people in similar poses. And the similar poses, Tom, were them holding their face crying. Oh, God, yes. That's called the despair, agony, yeah, and grief that's, pose. Yeah, you, you know what? That's a universal response to someone shooting someone else that you love. Right. Is there a secret death squad at work in this country staging mass shootings? Wait, are they? A, I have a question on. about that. Yeah, I have a are question too. Is it still a death squad? Yeah, it's a death if squad. staged? So how are they staging things? <laughs> Maybe it's like improv everywhere. Sure. You know? <laughs> You like get on the train in the morning, and instead of everybody wearing boxers, they're just one guy with a smoking gun and a bunch of fake dead people. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, that'll make like, you shit your drawers in the morning. It's a, it's, it's sort of a flash mob, but you know, uh, a mass murder mob. Hey, it's gonna be so fun. We're gonna post it on YouTube when we're done. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. And at the world end of it, star, like world star. <laughs> the end of it like like the shooter there's this fucking carnage everywhere and the shooter like holds up a sign will you marry me jen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody comes out and be like you've been punked <laughs> in order to build public support for disarming the american people of their firearms what else would you disarm them of are we living in the matrix of deception <laughs> yes is it becoming increasingly difficult to discern what is real it is for you Rick Wiles, yes. I would say that that yeah. answer for you is definitively yes. Yeah. You cannot discern what is real. And what is fake? Are news events being manufactured for political purposes? If you want to see and hear people who regularly drink the Kool-Aid, just watch television news networks. The current Kool-Aid delusion is about Russia's military action in Syria. I've been reporting for years that Barack Obama is a Muslim jihadist. What the fuck? What? <laughs> Fucking, I can't. I, <sighs> Something else, isn't it? These fucking guys, man. I've been reporting for years some fucking shit I made up fucking entirely out of whole cloth. Muslim jihadist, bro. He's a Muslim jihadist. Fucking worst Muslim jihadist ever. He's getting his AK-47 taken away from him. Terrible at this. He can no longer say. What? I mean, go back to his Muslim overlords and they'll be like, "No, la 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 to you anymore. No more of that. No more. You can't watch the belly dancers tonight. Firing your machine gun into the air. Enjoy. You're only going to get 61 virgins. How do you like that, Barack Obama? Huh? You're going to be out 11 virgins. And if you keep it up, we'll knock it down to 50. I didn't say he has Muslim sympathies. I said Obama is a Muslim. And I said he is a dangerous Muslim who was clandestinely placed in the White House by foreign powers to dismantle the United States of America. Well, he's done a fucking shitty job of it. He's yeah. here to dismantle America? He's, he's been Did busy. you notice that we've been dis dismantled, Cecil? Well, we've been taking ourselves apart for many years, and then somebody lost the instruction manual. The problem is, to put us back together, you have to have that original hex key that came oh, with God. it. Oh, God. 
Yeah, hate it's that just, so and much. It's just that one size you don't have in your in your hex key. And ring. then you're trying to decipher the hieroglyphs that IKEA gave you, <laughs> and you're like, "That's not a thing. Like that guy's <laughs> arm shouldn't look like that. There's Why just like is a he weird... doing that?" There's like a picture of the United States, and it's all broken apart, and there's a fucking weird gender neutral fucking line drawing scratching his head, like. <laughs> he is a radical supporter of the Muslim Brotherhood. He despises biblical Christianity. He takes advantage of every opportunity to smear Bible-believing traditional Christians. And he never misses an opportunity to promote Muslims in America. I don't feel like he's talking about the same president. (laughs) Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT that's 740-743-6828 do you want to support the show? go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash dissonance pod or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this comes from the Orlando Sentinel. Florida candidate Mm. for U.S. Senate Uh admits to sacrificing a goat, drinking its blood. This candidate is the greatest candidate fucking bar none ever this is augustus soul invictus did that name is fucking fighting awesome which he made up he just made that name up great name for yeah. a space marine i think <laughs> I, he's exactly probably blood right. legion i bet he's like blood <laughs> legion i was gonna change my name tom a while back to my role-playing game character but they wouldn't let me change it to busty sugar tits they were like sorry <laughs> we won't let you do that but I wanted to. So this guy is living the dream. He is. He, you know, who doesn't want to pick their name? You know, like this is like a max power it is. moment. Augustus you know? Soul Invictus. Right. That is amazing. His name means like whatever Augustus means, and then Sun Victory. So I love it. I think it's great. That what is Augustus? Augustus probably means the month of August. <laughs> right, well, but August is like yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, you're an ass that's awesome i am that's awesome actually they have the translation in here somewhere who changed his his given name majestic majestic unconquered son son. so i said victorious but majestic unconquered son is this let's stop here for a second dude cut up in a fucking goat neck and fucking drank its blood and prayed to awaken god is that any different than and by the way did he have to spin it over his head first i wonder if he no, had, I don't think he wanted to put his yeah, sins into had, it. That's only if yeah. you want to put your sins in the goat. Is this any different than helicoptering a chicken over your head? I, it, it, well, it's it, yes, it requires more upper body strength. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah, to the is, goats, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. They're like kettlebells. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You hold them by the horns, and you could swing them through your legs Fucking and do swings and stuff, wigging them around. Yeah. You don't transfer your sin into it. It's wimpy yeah. little dude can just grab a fucking 
poultry and throw yeah, it around, no but it takes a fucking real man yeah. to be hugging goats fucking around a, your head. If you're gonna fucking, especially because according to the tradition, they're live goats <laughs> while you're hurling it around. Because <laughs> you kill it afterwards, right? <laughs> well, yeah. You I mean, can't you put your sin in a dead it's already, Well, if you cut its neck, if it's already dead, it's just kind of like you're cheating at that point. Yeah. So this guy, is it any different? No, it's just. But it's sometimes when. What stories like this show you, I think, sometimes is that, like, if you take a religious tradition and all you do is add one or change one minor factor in it, everybody all of a sudden thinks it's silly. Like, this is like, or, or crazy. Sure, or this is talking, like, this is talking like a, to Jesus through your hairdryer. Right. Instead of just talking to Jesus. You go to a Catholic mass, right? And they tell you, this is the literal blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your transubstantiation. Of a 2,000 yep. year old dead man. Yep. And that's not weird. Not at all. This dude drinks blood that's actually blood. And people are like, oh, gross. It's weird. It's not that weird. It's not, it's not cannibalistic. No. And also, you know, and also, you know, like fucking we eat plenty of flesh of animals all the time. Drinking their blood is not that big a fucking deal. It's not. It, I mean, like, why not drink the people make blood sausage? I think that's super disgusting. You probably should be punched for doing it. But people still do it, you know. English people. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We got a message on Twitter this week. Somebody posted, there was a guy who posted like a hundred truths about traveling through England. And they were all just like these shitty little platitudes. I was reading the list. I was like, what a fucking twat this guy is. I just like, when you start reading it, I was just like, yawn. It's like chicken soup for the soul in a Twitter version. Uh, but I was like reading it. And uh, one of the things that the guy said was, the food, the food has been resoundingly amazing or something. And somebody sent us a message and said, see the second one. And I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, the food, can, they can, I'm not saying that the English people don't make good food. I'm just saying English food is terrible. There's a right. difference, right? You, it, you can have, yeah, I'm not saying that you can't go to England yeah. and eat a fucking Ramsey's fucking three star Michelin restaurant and have a fucking kick ass meal. I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm just saying if he prepared English food, you're going to vomit during the second course. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying it and I'm only saying it because it's bad. That's the only reason I'm that's saying it. That's the only it. reason, yeah. right? Because it's not a food. Sure. I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm only saying it because it's inedible. So this uh, fucking unconquered son or whatever, he's the chairman of the Libertarian Party in Florida. And the best part is because the whole Libertarian Party is just like, this man does not represent us. <laughs> he's gone. This guy went out into the desert or into the Mojave Desert fasting and praying, thinking he wasn't going to survive. He gets home. He kills a goat. He drinks his blood. This is a man who clearly makes bad decisions, but he gets way fucking crazier he wants to lead a civil war <laughs> he's trying to recruit neo-nazis to the party okay um and then when he goes when he defends himself because he's saying look no no no, that's not really true it's not that i want to start a civil war what i'm saying is there's already a war being waged by the government against its people and i just want to fight with them that's basically his his, his response to it you know what better guy to wage a war and become emperor than Augustus Sol Invictus. I mean, if we're going to be calling someone emperor, I want to make sure he has a Roman name. So the thing is, I'm willing to accept this guy as our next emperor, assuming that he defeats Hannibal in uh, close quarters battle. He's got a. I think that you have to joust on elephants. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like, 
And you if don't we even can't have to bring elephant. your own joust. They have their tusks, and you could just <laughs> you just as you run past, they just. And I actually think most I think most political decisions should be decided by some kind of jousting battle, but maybe not on elephants, but maybe like a la joust where you're on like a fucking ostrich or whatever. <laughs> just put, can you imagine Donald Trump on an ostrich? Fucking yelling at the other guy. I would uh, see now. That's how they should run the primaries. Is they should put them all on ostriches and have them run around. It'd be like Final Fantasy VII when they're doing the chocobo race. The chocobo thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what they gotta how, do. Seriously, yeah. every decision. Although needs Trump to be would made. never ride on a black chocobo. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> He's only on the Aryan golden He's on chocobos. The golden chocobo. <laughs> But in order to get the the golden chocobo, you have to get the black chocobo up to that level. So there's no way there's no way he would build up the blacks to get the gold. (laughs) (laughs) He'll just have his Mexican chocobos do it and then deport them. (laughs) He hires a Mexican chocobo jockey. (laughs) A chocobo jockey. Oh, no. This joke is oh, only God. funny to people who played a specific it's like video a, it's game. It's like a hyper-specific game. Everybody's going to be like, what the fuck's a joke about? <laughs> is trusting God important? It's the only thing that gets favor from him. He doesn't respond to pain or tears or heartache. He only responds to being believed. So this story comes from the Huffington Post. Tennessee County may ask God to spare them and smite someone else. Uh... So, uh, Tennessee, the fuck for fucking real, the fuck, dude, um, is taking up a resolution to basically be like, "Hey, we're cool with you. If you could just not destroy our community and go ahead and totes destroy another community, <laughs> <laughs> not just like not destroy any community, right? Like we're like we're confident you're going to destroy a community. Let me read. Let me read this." I can't can't even believe this is real. We adopt this resolution before God that he pass us by in his coming wrath and not destroy our county as he did Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring city. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That never happened. As the Passover lamb was a means of salvation to the ancient children of Israel, so we stand upon the safety of the lamb of God to save us. I don't even know what that means. Stand upon the safety of the Lamb of God. Yeah, whenever see now, this is something that's little known about the Bible. But whenever there was any kind of floods, you would stand on your lambs. That's how you you would actually strap a lamb to each foot, and then we'd use them like primitive roller skates. Think of them like that. (laughs) They're like snowshoes, like desert snowshoes. You just—I mean, it was hard to balance on them at first. But those people back then, they really didn't have a lot of time to do anything else. And they just the they just it. learned how to do it, so they had yeah. to balance on the, and that's where the, the expression "on the lamb" comes from. Oh, you're, you're you standing that. on your yeah, lamb. Well, that makes sense. Lamb. So that's all coming. Together. You know, you learn every something new every week on cognitive dissonance. Man, so, the fuck, it's a knowledge. Bomb. It is. It's like we're reading <sighs> Wikipedia to you right now. <laughs> we adopt this resolution, begging his favor in light of the fact that we have been forced to comply and recognize that the state of Tennessee, like so many other God-fearing states may have fallen prey to a lawless judiciary in legalizing what God and the Bible expressly forbid. That's a fucking, that's a a resolution they put past. Do you believe that? That that was written by someone? 
in 2015, we are as if you might as God. well you might as well fucking mention Zeno in that, right? As if there is some omniscient being who is so unhappy, but who can somehow be mollified if a legislature passes the right resolution. Like God, like if you're if you're fucking in a, a vengeful, wrathful, omniscient, omnipotent being, do you think that the paperwork is what's going to slow down the anger? I mean, even if you believed in that fucking nonsense, this totally made up fairy tale story, really, the paperwork is what's going to do it. Like, I'm destroying Tennessee, except for Blount County, because, you know, I was reading through their bylaws. Well, and got, it seems like I got this oh, form into us for triplicate beforehand. So he's trying to strike down the county and his hand is like fucking giant hand, like bounces off like an invisible dome of power. I can't destroy Blount County. What's happening, someone, Tennessee? Someone sets up some plexiglass over this thing or something. <laughs> I can't figure it out. <laughs> I just, I mean, I can't, I can't get there in 2015 that there's a, such a thing that they would bother to write. And not only did you say earlier that, you know, he would read the paperwork somehow, but the fact that you just can't think this and make it so. Right. Right. Like, you can't, right. as a lawmaker, just think this. Like, don't you believe your God is omniscient and reads your fucking thoughts and watches you masturbate anyway? Yeah. Well, then how the fuck doesn't he know that you fucking don't like gays? Like, you yeah. made that point abundantly clear in your own brain. It's, it's, it's so funny that you say that because, you know, it's, it's all, the, all the time you have these natural events that these religious nuts decide are the wrath of God, right? But the wrath of God is always indiscriminate. It's like, oh, it's a fucking flood that destroyed people, great and small, big and little, happy and sad, believers and non-believers alike. Why is God so fucking indiscriminate? Why is it not like targeted fucking lightning bolts, sure. you know? Yeah. Or like simultaneous heart attacks of all nine judges when they fucking, you know, the when the five judges voted to legalize gay marriage, if God was that mad, wanted to fucking strike them down or what have you, why didn't they all fucking simultaneously drop dead? It's never a targeted strike. It's like it's like God is the most fucking inept sniper ever. And you, it's like I'm gonna fucking shoot one infantry guy. Like really? Like that's it? Like not the general? He's right over there. You you could literally shoot him at any moment. I'm just gonna take out that one guy over there. I'm gonna take out the cook. I'm gonna shoot. I'm the gonna cook. shoot Bill Johnson. Sorry, yeah, Bill. Then the supply chain guy, yeah. you know, the guy who takes inventory of the backpacks, that's who I'm going to snipe. I'm going <laughs> to snipe that guy. And then, you know, it's like he's like taking out like people who are just like tangentially related to the issue, you know? You know, it's going to be the worst. And we're not going to be around for it because it's going to be after there's a human ending event, right? Where there's some human ending event, whether it's a fucking meteor or it's the, you know, nuclear winter or whatever. Let's sure. say that there is one of those things that happens. And, you know, there's a chance that there will be something like that. I mean, you can only go so long on Earth before a fucking asteroid hits it anyway, right? Sure. Yeah. Let's say there's a human, en human ending event. And there's enough of us that survive through oral tradition or whatever to get past that human ending event. And they're all looking back and being like, see, and that was God's judgment. <laughs> right. Because you're just going to fucking right? roll the clock back right? to... 
oh, and that was God's judgment back then, and that's why we don't like gays. (laughs) You are watching the beginning and the birth of the New World Order. And you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy all you want. So Glenn Beck is super fucking mad He's again. still crazy. And, you know, there's going to be some pauses in this. We listened to a little bit of this earlier. He sounds like he's going to cry. He looks like he's going to cry the whole time. And he's, and he's just, it's, it's pause again. So here we go. And here's my warning. I warn you, America. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. You will be the darkest nation to ever ever exist on this planet evil will not destroy us it will pervert us sweet that's hot that's awesome that's so fucking hot it's gotta i gotta gotta tell you what you got your fucking work cut out with me because i'm starting with a pretty low bar (laughs) (laughs) i'm just easy to excite so it's like whatever (laughs) like evil doesn't have to try hard yeah it's like whatever like yeah. Evil comes by and is like, what about this? Isn't this perverted? I'm just like, mm, it looks like a Wednesday evening to me. Huh? I'd be like, oh. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> All right, just, just flash your midriff. Okay, I'm there. It will use the technology and the strength that we have. It will use us for dark purposes. In the end, we will beg the, the Lord above to destroy us. We will beg what? for Why destruction. Why would I do that? I don't know. Because you're... You're so corrupted, and you recognize you're so corrupted, I guess? I don't know. I mean, I'm using technology and my strength to be more perverted. So I kind of feel like I'm just flex-fucking on my iPhone. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing some Oculus Rift banging, like, why would you want God to blow you up? Be like, kind of having a fun time here. To stop the evil that we will bring to this earth. We will make... The evil of the 20th century look like rookies. What? We will make the evil of the 21st century look like rookies? We're going to make we're going to make the evil of the 20th century. We're going to make Pol Pot and Stalin and Hitler and you know all of that. We're going to make them look like rookies. I think I mean, that's like, what he's saying. I mean like okay wasn't Hitler a rookie when he started out? Uh, well, when when exactly do you go like into Pro? the big leagues? Yeah, like how? I guess I guess that's the confusion I have. Like, is there some kind of evil dictator draft that I that I wasn't aware <laughs> of? Like, it, it's just it's it, like you get your <laughs> uniform and it's sure. just fucking jack boots and it's full of like superfluous medals that you didn't have to do anything to earn, and you're just like. You're finally accepted into the evil dictator club. You're like, oh, you're not a rookie anymore. The hazing is over. I just wonder if there's like a like an evil rookie combine that you have to go to, where like you go there and like you order people dead, just, and then like you like burn a certain number of people, and then and you like starve another certain number of people, like rookies. Now. Let the media of the world mock me. Okay. That's pretty easy. It's not hard. For telling you that there is a statue to Lucifer that has been that has been erected. That's hot. Last Saturday in Detroit, 
And Time Magazine says it's really not that big of a deal. It doesn't look erect at all. The dude is sitting down. <laughs> First off, if it was a priest, a regular priest, he probably would be erect because there's two children next to him. Right. <laughs> so, but he doesn't look erect. He's pointing at this. I mean, this is a fucking joke. It's I mean, a joke. It's a fucking joke, man. So who cares if there's a fucking spooky statue of a of a, and I, and I love too it's like it's a statue of the devil how the fuck do you know well how do you how do you have any idea the devil is no one's seen it like it's all fucking made up it's all it's not like somebody's got a fucking picture of the devil and it's like tom, oh that's him tom you just said you just fucking gave me a brilliant idea all right we should fund a statue of the devil that looks just like jesus <laughs> Just label it the devil. Just label it the devil. The devil. Be like, we're going to put up a statue of Beelzebub or whatever, or Behemoth, or what was the one? uh, Bahamut, or whatever one I'm mispronouncing now. (laughs) You know, you can just put them up and be like, this is Bithome, or whatever the fuck you're going to call them. Be like, okay, well, and then make it look just like the classical Jesus. With just like one horn on its head. No, nothing. No <laughs> just horns. Exactly, no horns. Just, just exactly like, like Jesus. Anglo exactly Jesus. like Anglo Jesus. <laughs> that would be would amazing. Because then, what would Glenn Beck say? He'd be like, oh, they're fucking defiling a Jesus statue. Right, like, he no, wouldn't get the, it's the, thing, the devil, bro. You wouldn't get it. He wouldn't get he it. He wouldn't get it. But it'd be funny as shit, it. though. It's it, It's so funny. It's like... Where was I? I was. I'm trying to think of where the fuck I was, but I, uh, some I was talking to someone. They're like, "So and so looks just like Jesus," and I was just like, "What the fuck? What this doesn't even mean anything? What do you mean they look just like Jesus? We have no idea. Like, the, even if this character existed, there's no physical descriptions at all. Yeah, I mean, you look like the classical version of him. I guess right. it's the best you can do. You look like somebody's somebody's imagination has. Has as you have decided that somebody's imagination about what Jeebus looks like is actually like it's not a fucking it's not a police drawing, guys. <laughs> There's a okay, so artist. he had red red skin and he had two horns sticking out like this. No, 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 they weren't. They were like I mean, really. No, there's a, there's a guy with Jesus like how now wait now how many holes did he have his hands? <laughs> how many holes in his hands? Because I'm thinking you're saying he had them in both hands. How does that work? All right, there's a little more of this, Glenn Beck. Let me tell you, it is a big deal. God will not be mocked on his own land by his own people who are covenant people. Wait, who is he talking about? His own land? Yeah, well, this is God. Well, because isn't Beck a Mormon? Oh, you're right. Beck is a Mormon, right? So this is like super duper land. Like like America, if you're a Mormon, America is, is God's like, you know, backyard or something. That's where it keeps all the really evil black people. <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Sister, it comes from Right Wing Watch. Jim Baker. My black underwear signals God's wrath on America. <laughs> I love it. So I want to preface this. I listened to this earlier. This is clearly just a short excerpt from his show, has no context whatsoever. It's just him sounding crazy. So I don't know what's bookended on this. And they clearly edited the middle of it. So we're catching sort of a middle portion of this that is, you know, we're missing a lot of it. So I don't want to, I mean, yes, the guy's crazy. Yes, the guy says crazy shit all the time. But this is right wing watch just finding funny shit that he said. So this right. is all this is. It has nothing to do with anything. We just want to listen to it and laugh. So this is Jim Baker 
talking about his undies. Think about what FDR did. That was brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever watched any of the history on all of that, but it was brilliant how he did, you know, back in the day when it was just radio, they would, what, gather around the radio, the whole family. That's what I'm waiting for our leaders to the do. The president would say. That's right. That's what I'm waiting for our leaders. They need to talk to us yes. from their hearts. Yes. What happened to the heart, America? <laughs> Where is America's heart? I got went to get dressed and and God, I pray about what I wear. I really do. I know I look stupid sometimes. But <laughs> yes, you do. My he wears the same thing all the time. He prays about what he wears. He's going to fucking pull the fucking uh, Johnny Cash man uh, in black here in a second. The last time God told me to wear a, a color was red. Right. I remember. And what well. happened that day? The stock market crashed a Going few days ago. The, oh, that's right. Red. Remember that? Yes. And Today, God said, I want you to wear all black. Even my shoes are black. I know. My underwear is black. Oh, my, my gosh. S- That's too. My socks hey, okay, are black. Okay, the kids call that TMI. No, too much no, information. No, it is not too much information. Because when God <laughs> says, get the sin out, he meant get the sin out. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even she does, she's just like, this is some fucking shit. Well, what's really? awesome is because as soon as he's like, well, it's not because a brick of dick, a brick of brand. <laughs> she's like, that's right. Oh, yeah, Immediately she changes her tune because she was initially going to like be like, that's called too much information. This guy has the sense of humor of a heart attack, though. <laughs> You know? See how he dresses? Look at him, man. I mean, like, like, cause she's kind of like trying to bring some levity, I think, I to know. this like well, conversation. How do you bring, this guy's doing it right, though. He's selling it right. How do you bring levity to people who are thinking the world's going to end tomorrow? Yeah, that's true. You right? know, he yeah. wants to sell these people buckets of cornmeal, not fucking. He's not trying to make them laugh. That's yeah, right. Because he's not a hope and happiness preacher. No, right? absolutely not. He's this not is fucking, a doom and gloom yeah, preacher. This is a fucking prosperity yeah. gospel. It's prosper, prosper if you fucking eat my fucking cornmeal, right? Yeah. <laughs> When you took over your enemy, you were to destroy the every part of the enemy. Oh, boy, that's true. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh, golly darn gee willikers. Oh, boy, that's true. Holy macaroni, guys. Totally macaroni. True. That's amazing. What does that even mean? Is that like, is that like, uh, that's like... Uh, the uh, the Native American way to take over your enemy, you have to use the entire enemy. <laughs> 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 like, uh, Even use the lamentations of their women. <laughs> wow! And I'm in I, I I'm in a mourning because people aren't ready because they're not wearing black underpants. <laughs> I, I I just want to hear her like agree with them one more time. <laughs> <laughs> when you took over your enemy, you were to destroy the every part of the enemy. Oh boy, that's true. <laughs> oh boy, those people make so much money. <laughs> they make so much money, man. That's because they sell groceries at inflated prices. Oh God, are you kidding? I'm gonna start selling donuts that I pre-lick. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, buy my donuts. That's- I took one bite out of each donut. <laughs> like seriously, like what do you? What, Wait, no, tell you, me more about the donut. You- <laughs> no, get I'll, back I'll to the donuts. Em. Don't get me wrong, I'll buy them. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I'm saying no to that donut. 
So I want to thank uh, our most recent patrons. We had a groundswell of support. We're getting close to a milestone. So if you're interested and this is something that we were on the fence about before, becoming a patron helps us get toward our milestone of patron-only content to the patrons, uh, four shows a year. Uh, and that would be one every quarter, so one every three months, patron-only shows. But uh, if you're interested, you can become a patron today. We are going to read off, though, our most recent, recent patrons. We want to thank all of them for their, uh, their generous donations. Isaac, Robert, Sarah, Casey, Marcus, Ayame, Jordan, Nathan, Jade, Perry, and Bill. Thank you also very much for your generous donations. Super appreciative. And I know we've mentioned this before, but <clears throat> we're going to be doing a pretty significant uh, fundraising drive at the end of this year. Um, and we're thinking about um, doing something for the refugee crisis. So we're not, we haven't picked the uh, charity yet, but a, a substantial amount of the money that we raise um, over the next couple of months will be going toward that uh, crisis or toward that donation cycle. So keep that in mind when you're making your uh, Patreon con- contributions. So we got a message from Donna. This is awesome. She says, hi guys. Even though I suck at math, I did some math about the uh, 2% of refugees that our terrorists claim. With the estimated 6.5 million refugees, that would equal 130,000 terrorists, or well over half of the entire ISIS military. Yeah, uh, and I I like this comment. There seems to be a glory hole in that argument that you could drive a semi through. I like that, too. I think that's great, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, with that and then, you know, the 300,000 people they have to ship over to put one in every one of America's churches— that's a There's lot. There's hardly man. anybody left to run Syria. Anymore, that is a lot. You know? you know, yeah. I mean, you're not even going to be able to like, you know, how many people do you have to make barrel bombs at that point? Right. It's exhausting. So we kind of must. This is funny. This is from, this is from Aaron, and Aaron says that he got a guy, a, a 16 year old kid, uh, uh, on the first week uh, of his time working with. Uh, basically, he's working uh, with Aaron. He got him to listen to our podcast. He's a Christian kid. <laughs> And he got him to listen to the scathing atheist and the herd mentality. Anyways, he has him back with him this week. And the first thing he said is, I've been listening to Glory Hole. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron said he never felt so proud. Thanks for uh, inflicting our podcast on a on a uh, unknowing person. Yeah, I, I love the idea of listening to the Glory Hole because it's just kind of a wet sucking sound. You know? No, I actually, you know, you definitely get something in your ear hole for sure. <laughs> we got a message uh this from someone who said that uh, they sent us a, a thing from a, a cartoon network that said that that reminded them of the of the Google Voice, and we wanted to mention a Google Voice this week because we haven't done one in a long time. Tom, can you do a translation for us? Sure. Hi, Tom and Susan. I'm still. Wait a Leo. minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm still Leah. And I'm in 80s, who also happens to be transferred in during bisexual. And I was totally on South 3rd and unfriend Kings Manning's rent at the LGBT protesters in Harlan Brothers. (laughs) Insulting. I thought it was just Oracle. I was laughing so hard at the gym. There's no freak out listening to that shipment of your podcast. This guy himself into a caricature, and he's like the king of them all. Anyways, I fuck about you guys. <laughs> Lori Ho. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I like sometimes that will uh, now the new Google transcription will put in dots or like asterisks for when they think there's a swear word. Right. 
It's actually really hilarious. It, just, I'm a big boy, Google. Can I can I get the full transcription yeah, with so all the dirty words? Can we get the adult one. Is that okay? I wonder if they'll if they would do the same thing for words that are not like what's their limit of offensive words for Google to translate. Yeah. Like at what point? Well, like if, if somebody says cock, well that yeah, is it. Is it the seven word dirty from? words? You can't right. Say. Yeah. Television. That's what, I mean. what is it? Yeah. What, what are the words? What are the words that are asterisk words? How do you offend Google? This last week, we also got a bunch of people who sent us um, both audio clips and emails of their experiences with Woo. If you have an experience with Woo in your past, something that you used to do, something that you used to like, or something that you used to believe in that is clearly now you look back on it, you go, why did I believe in that? Send us a voicemail, and you can call the show if you like, but we suggest instead that you use your voice memo feature on your phone and send us that instead. Um, you can call us or you can send an email to us and we're going to read it. We're going to do, like we said, probably in a, maybe next week, we're going to try to do a clip show where we play the clips and we also read the emails and talk about the woo that people used to believe. And Tom and I will talk about some of the woo that we possibly used to believe. So, um, so yeah, so we're, it'll be fun. Let's, let's t- it'll be a good time. We'll, we'll hang out and, and read people's stuff. So if you want to get that into us, um, you want to get that into us soon. So uh, you want to probably try to get that into us by, and this this is releasing on Monday, so you want to probably try to get that into us by Thursday. We have one more s- story, Tom. Story? This was sent by us by to Christina, by Christina, and this is something I had no idea existed. This is pretty funny. This is from GQ. Uh, Orthodox priest suspended for making kinky cake-sitting porn tapes with his school principal. Man, so you Father know- <laughs> George Pasias um, was a Greek Orthodox priest in New York, right? And he's made some videos. He's having an affair with a woman who evidently was the church principal, um, and he made, like, kinky cake-sitting videos, Cecil. She squashes cakes for him. I gotta wonder, you know, the cake-sitting stuff. I gotta wonder myself, how do you, you know, maybe you could the guy is getting off on it, whatever it is. But like, how do you get the girl be like, look, you're going to get some, you know, frosting in your genitals. Is that, I mean, is that something you're into or, you know, you're going to sit on something and it's going to squish. Yeah. That's going like, to somehow this is one of those you off. kinks that you just tolerate for the other person. I think so. Right? You know, and, and you're just, like, wanna, just trying wanna... to be a good sport, you know, yeah, it's like, all right, fine. You know, I'll put the ball gag in my mouth. Whatever. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bash on someone else's kink. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, if you have a kink, Pardon? you have a kink, but there's some kinks that I'm just like, wait, how did you even get there? I, like, it is... like, like there's some where you're just like, wait, you got there some way. There was a sexual thing going on, but now it's just weird. Now you're just putting cockroaches in your mouth to blow him, and that's really weird. Because <laughs> they're, you know, I feel the same way about these things all the time when you hear about them, because I always have to think, like, there had to be a first time. Like, there had to be a moment where you're like, well, what if you sat on the banana bread? You know? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> really? Because I don't know how you would re like if 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 my wife was like I got if it was a reverse thing and she was like yeah you know I want you to fucking sit on a pie or whatever. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I would be offended that we would be potentially ruining a perfectly good yeah, pie. Wasting a pie. Well, look, right? if I sit on a pie, you've ruined the pie. Well, yes, I've def- look. I'll yeah. eat almost anything, but once yeah. I fucking sat on a pie. That's not an eaten pie anymore. Yeah, that's not that's a, a no. butt flavored pie. 
<laughs> I ain't no booty pie. <sighs> I but just like, love I just love that this creepy old guy in this weird fucking <laughs> I, he's like in a weird like the pictures are the best. It's so the funny. pictures are the best for this because you look at it, you're like, there's this creepy old dude <laughs> with like a lazy eye. With like a, and he's got like and he's got this girl standing. There's a picture of it. She's standing on this on this like thing, on a bureau re- on or a mirror on a bureau getting ready to like drop her ass in a pie. <laughs> and he's in like the mirror. You see a picture of him in the mirror. And he's like He's like, you know, in this fucking like, he's like old man T-shirt. Right, I know. He's just, he's just like in his, in his, you know, white after work shirt. You know, you, like sitting there in this fucking hotel room, like sit on that pie, come on, God. put that booty on a pie, <laughs> squash that banana bread. <laughs> it's so, it's just like I said, like. I would like if Colleen was like, yeah, man, sit on a pie or whatever. I'd be like, I'm going to be a good sport, but I'm not. I couldn't keep a straight face doing it. We got a message from Chad and Chad says, I couldn't believe it when you referred to Tombstone instead of the Big Lebowski for Sam Elliott. I, you know, I didn't like the Big Lebowski. And I, I admittedly, I saw it years ago. So I don't know that I didn't like it or if I was just like a guy who was just like, oh, I don't like stuff that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, because I know everybody loved it, but I watched it and I just didn't get it. I was just like, I don't think it's funny i'm willing to rewatch that movie because i the i i remember liking the nihilists at the end i thought that part was funny but i remember just kind of feeling like i didn't get the joke yeah i didn't I feel like it. i got the joke either yeah. but i you know maybe i should rewatch it just to see um also this we got this from a lot of different people pig destroyer turns out tom they're grind core or grind not death metal that doesn't mean anything to me either What's so funny is like I feel so old when people are like, "Excuse me, but that's grindcore, not death metal." And I feel like my dad when I'm trying to explain him the difference between house and techno. You know, he's just like, "No, one of them's like, mm-ts, 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 and the other one's like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Yeah, man, we're just old. That's just we're how just shit old. is, man. That's how it I, is, man. Somebody yeah. at work today, I, they they were like, you know, they were joking around. They're like, "Yeah, you should buy us tickets to the Luke Bryan show." Or concert or whatever, and I was like, mm, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and then you told him to get off your lawn I right felt afterwards. So old, I was like, is uh, that a music man? You know, like a music man? <laughs> not one of those. Not one of those guitarists. Is that one of those traveling minstrels? <laughs> like, okay, all right. Back in the 15th century, old man. Oh, uh, yeah. I love it, though, when people, like, correct you on, you know, the pop. It's not even pop because this is, like, this is like ultra niche culture. It's right. not it, even yeah. pop. Which sub, sub, sub genre. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, and, it, and the funny thing is, is, like, somebody mentioned Napalm Death. They're like, yeah, they were the original grind card. They're the worst band I've ever heard in my entire life. It's the absolute worst they music really I've ever heard. They really I was a bad. kid. Now, this is when I was a kid in high school. So we're talking... You know, a hundred years ago, there's this, they, they came out and they were playing. And I remember my friends had all Napalm Death shirts. And I'm like, you guys are fucking posers because that's the, like, there's no way you listen to that and like it. It's like, garbage I, just, music. I was incredulous of all the people. I'm like, yeah. you don't listen to that and like it. I mean, uh, the song would be like, and then it'd be over. And then the song, I'm not shitting you, Tom, the song is over. And I'd be like, what the fuck did I just listen to? And everybody in the car would be like, dude, that's a great jam. I'd be like, you guys are all high. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. And the thing is, 
thing is, is like I liked, I liked, I liked some speed metal and stuff, but when it came to that, I was like, that is just not listenable. Well, each song is sex length. It sounds oh, like, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I used to play it when I was in the car with my girlfriend, and I knew when I was done. <laughs> I just well, got to make it through this song. <laughs> all right. So that's a long, long episode that's going to get edited the fuck down. Uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 